Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. I would rather lose and keep that streak alive than win and end that streak. Vikings own me. More on that later on. Coming up in hour number three, well, obviously Alvin's ionic week that was. The nearly as ionic ATP. And a conversation with Baltimore Ravens running back Justice Hill. Point of clarification, gents. I'm looking at you, Jack Savage. That's not going to be a Zoom call. I think that is turning into a phone call. So Tyler Algier on Zoom, Justice Hill via phone. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's start with last night's game. So for being 2-0, and I don't want to nitpick, but for being 2-0, and the Eagles are not exactly looking like the world beaters that they were made out to be coming into the season, right? They definitely have not looked like the class of the NFC, as was expected, right? I'm talking about the Niners, the Cowboys. Both those teams look better. Hell, Philly barely looks like Philly. Yes, Philly is 2-0, and but I don't think that anybody's truly impressed yet. And I'm not sure what that says about the 0-2 Vikings who just lost to these dudes. Actually, I know exactly what it says, and it's not good. It's below not good. Below not Except good. Except you can't come running up in here and blame Kirk for this one. I know, I know. Kirk Cousins is now 11-19 and in prime time. But this was not one of those... Kirk melts under the light situation last night. It was more like a everybody else melts under the light situation last night. Cousins did his job. In fact, did his job well. 364 yards passing, four touchdowns against the Eagles defense in Philly. Uh, how, how the hell do you lose that game? Cousins, what's good? How do you lose that game? 364 yards passing, four touchdowns on the road. How do you lose that game? Well, easy if you turn it over four times. You fumble your first rushing attempt of the game. You fumble through the end zone on the one-inch line. And you give up a strip sack inside your own 20. That's how you lose on a night where Kirk goes for 364, four tutties, and no picks in Philly in prime time. This guy's going to be like, damn, what do I have to do? I did everything last night. As for the Eagles, yes, again, you are 2-0. Can't take that from you. But you do not look like a great team, at least not yet. And you know how I know. You know how I know. This is indisputable. Indisputable. You know how I know. Irrefutable. Indisputable. You know how I know you're not a great team? Because great teams cover. Good teams win. Great teams cover, and the Birds did not cover last night. That's right. Another brutal backdoor that whacked me right in the ass. But like I said, I'm not, thanks, Dale. I'm not even mad about it because it keeps my Viking streak alive. I think I'm more proud of the Viking streak that I have than me being in the Radio Hall of Fame. My streak of never getting a Vikings game right. At this point, I don't want it to ever end. I would rather lose my money on a backdoor garbage time TD than lose my streak. Garbage. I mean, one bet is just a bet. But that Viking streak is magic, and it might be forever. I hope it never ends. You see, I win by losing. At least in this case. I won by losing last night. I hope that never ends. I hope that never, ever ends. I hope they never get me paid because it hurts so good. So yes, I won by losing. But it almost seems like the Eagles lost by winning. You follow me there? I won by losing, but it almost seems like they lost by winning. Because nobody is excited with how the Eagles are looking right now, least of all the Birdmen themselves. In fact, they look pretty irritable and miserable and downright red-assed on the sideline last night. You see A.J. Brown confront Jalen Hurts going into the fourth quarter? You see that? I don't know how you could have missed it, except somehow, some way, head coach Rock Paper Sirianni tried to act like he didn't see it. 
even though he was right in the middle of it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see. Uh, I didn't see what was going on with that. We're just trying to manage the game. You were part of the TV show that you kind of interjected there. Okay. Uh, what, what did you have to say to AJ and Jalen? I guess Guys, the, the conversations we have on the field are going to be private, and the conversations we have in in, per, in, uh, in our locker room are going to be private. Uh, y'all y'all don't need to know what was going on right there. Just helping you out there, Alvy. It's private. Hey, thank, 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 thanks, Alvy. I like the way Alvin tries to compensate for missing a very easy drop. By going like dance mix with it, p- 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 private, uh, Alvy. Oh, overcompensate m- m- much? Oh, ho, ho, ho. he dows it up. This is the beauty of Alvy and I, man. We've done this a long time. P- 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 private. Anyway, Nick, real smooth, real smooth, Nick. Way to play that off. He's like, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. You got to love that journal immediately checking him on that little white lie, too. Like, dude, we all saw you. You were literally, literally, literally standing between them. You tried that you kind of to tell them. us okay. that you didn't see it. How could you not see it? You were right between them. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, what? Okay. okay, you're right. Well, what do you have to say about it? Okay. Private. And- it's private. Yeah, I'll tell you what. How about we go rock, paper, scissors? I win, you go away. I lose, you stop asking me. Listen. <laughs> because nothing says competition like rock, paper, scissors. Private. Look, there was impatience and there was frustration on the sideline for a reason. But they also won that game for a reason. And a big reason was D. Swift. No, not T. Swift. D. Swift. But we will circle back to T. Swift if we have time. And by if we have time, I mean I will make time. Yes, there is a T. Swift update. Sort of. So that would be considered a Swift tease for all you Swifties out there because I know the Swifties have migrated over to this show. However, first, and I'm not doing anything to get on your bad side, Swifties. Again, I don't want that smoke. However, let's first talk about at the risk of alienating the Swifties. And again, I don't want to get on your wrong side. I do need to talk about DeAndre Swift. Something tells me there are a lot more D Swifties this morning than there were last night because DeAndre showed the hell out. DeAndre just had the best game of his young career. This is the guy we've been waiting on. This dude looked great. He was explosive. He was shifty. Not Swifty. Shifty. What I'm saying is He was the proverbial problem. Or, you know who put it better than that? Devontae Smith. Devontae put it perfectly after the game. I can't repeat on the air what he said, so I'm just going to let him say it himself. What do you think of DeAndre Swift? Well, he's amazing. He's a bad mother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that came out of nowhere. That was awesome. That was an awesome response. Alvi, can you, um, let me give you enough time to find that again, Alvi. Can you please replay that for me? What do you think of DeAndre Swift? Oh, he's amazing. He's a bad mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's an incredible response from, first of all, an incredible talent. An incredible talent, but a typically incredibly chill and reserved dude. And that just tells you how bad of a mother bleeper D. Swift really is. He is too, dude. He is. And by the way, Devontae, so are you. So are you. Now this brings us to the real news of the night. The topic on pretty much everybody's mind. The most important question asked in the entire postgame. And it came from none other than Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez. I mean, Tony is paid to ask the question that's on everybody's mind, right? 
Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody is missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. So get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook down Download the app right now. Use the code Rome R O M E to sign up. New customers can bet just five bucks and take home two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code R O M E Rome. The crown is yours. You do have to be present in a state where it's lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www one eight hundred Gambler net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem. Gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. cdkng.co slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions to apply. And if you have the legend that is Jason Kelsey on a postgame set with you, you have to ask the question. Somebody on that set better ask that question. And Tony G did. You just got to see if the rumors are legit. You have to ask the question if Kelsey's bro really is hooking up with Taylor Swift. Never mind that game. Never mind that it dropped the Vikes to 0-2 and that Philly's now 2-0. Who gives a damn about any of that? What everybody really wants to know is, is your bro getting nice with that goat? And I've been hearing rumors yes. that there's... Maybe some stuff. Can you comment I, I on this? I have seen these rumors. I cannot comment. Damn, the damn gossip you can't TV. Be right now. Are you on TMZ? What are we doing? It's for my daughter, okay? What are we doing? Ever since catching Kelsey, everybody has been infatuated with Travis's love life. So um, I don't really know what's going on there. Um, so, yeah, I know Trav is, is having fun, and uh, we'll see what happens with whoever he ends up with. <laughs> we'll see what happens with whoever he ends up with. I think that I can decode Kelsey speak. I'm going to take that as a yes. They're getting after it. They're getting nice. Wink, wink. Yeah, I'm sure he is having fun. Nice. nice. And not, not that I would ever think that Travis Kelsey would ever have anything other than fun. He's freaking Travis Kelsey. Of course he's having fun. How about Tony G trying to blame that question on his daughter? That's pretty hilarious. I mean, come on, my man. You got a gold jacket. You can do and say whatever the hell you want. You don't need to be ashamed of anything, let alone being curious about the one thing that everybody is curious about. We know that question was not for your daughter. It's cool. What are we doing? It's fine, man. Don't hide behind your daughter. It's good, T. You did the right thing. Travis, my dude, I'm going to argue that you're the best tight end I've ever seen. And yeah, I said it. Even better than the guy who just asked about you. And he was the best tight end I'd ever seen. That's how highly I think of Travis Kelsey. But my guy, dude, be careful, man. She is shrewd. She is really shrewd. She is sharp. Number one, she is an Eagles fan. This could be a big, elaborate sabotage. Secondly... As I'm sure you're well aware, she famously writes songs about breakups. So unless you want to get shredded in a future number one single that will be memorized and sung forever by millions upon millions of people, you best not screw this up. You don't want any trouble. I love Travis Kelsey, man. I love the guy so much. Dude, she's scary in a good way. You just don't want to cross her. You do not want to get on the wrong side of her, man. As much power as you have, bro, you don't have nearly as much power as she does. But enough about T-Swift and D-Swift. We all know that a prime time... Hey, can I just stop in the middle of this open? That's me giving myself a tongue for a great open. It really is. Again, so much range. 
Whenever I feel good about myself, I slap a little tongue on the mic. You know, like college football players put decals on the back of their helmets when they have a big game or a big play or something good happens. You've seen it. I've got a mic full of these little mini tongues. So what I'm saying is, all right, there's T-Swift. There's D-Swift. However, we all know that a primetime Eagles game in Philly is not a primetime Eagles game in Philly without some primetime Philly fan content. I'm a California native. native. I grew up in Los Angeles. I love Philly fan. And they never, ever disappoint. This is why I love them. Primetime Philly game, primetime Philly fan content. And here is yet another example of that. From the local news last night, this is just too perfect. Alvy, go ahead and roll it, and I guarantee it won't be just once. Uh-oh. They're looking great. Let's go, birds. E-L-G-S-E-L. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. E-L-G-E. I can't even spell it incorrectly. E-L-G-S-E-L. Eagles. E-L-G-S-E-L. Eagles. So, Alvin, when I was doing this this morning, I played that on a loop like 30 straight times. It was mesmerizing. I couldn't get out of my head. Can you do that for me? E-L-G-S-E-L Eagles? Even you functionally illiterate clones are laughing at her. E-L-G-S-E-L Eagles! The big head can't believe how dumb that is. E-L-G-E... E-L-G-S-E-L Eagles! Hey, never mind find any Eagle fan and ask them to spell Eagles backwards. They can't even spell it forwards. E-L-G-S-E-L Eagles! Hey, Philly fan. You are the absolute best. Don't you ever, ever change. And by don't you ever, ever change, I mean don't you ever, ever learn to spell. That is incredible. She's got to be related to the big head somehow, right? Hey, James, you know her, right? Is that like your third cousin or your first cousin? Winthrop. Or your ex-wife? Eagles! Or is that your aunt? Spell aunt, James. So, clones, if you want to update your jungle spelling bee rankings, here is the latest. From three to one. Coming in third place, it is still Tony Slorusa. R S T U V V V Z T U V X Y X Z. Nailed it. Coming in number two, the aforementioned James Kelly. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Jets is not hard to spell. It is for you, James. And literally, coming out of nowhere and entering the top 25 at number one is Eagles fan. I'll tell you what, you can hot take your way through the world. You can be a former great athlete and have a mic. I give you credit for that. Find me a better open than that on a Friday. Oh, wait, I'm not done. One more thing. You can see why other teams try to outlaw the Eagles quarterback sneak during the offseason. Is there a more unstoppable play than that? And I don't even mean in football. I mean in life. Go ahead and put that right up there with sex, death, taxes, father time, and diarrhea. Diarrhea 
is the great equalizer. Of course, it does help when you have a quarterback that can squat nine bills. He doesn't care who you are or what you do. Or the so-called tush push. The most unstoppable play in all sports. And by tush push, I do not mean diarrhea. Or legend. And I can only say that I've Thanks, Alvy. I got it. Touchdown, Eagles. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef. Pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? We are joined by Tyler Algier. Tyler, what's going on? Good to have you on. How are you? Nope, doing good in yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for working for it. I appreciate it. Listen, you kicked off the season with that nice divisional win over Carolina. The team averaged five yards a clip on the ground. I'm guessing you'll take that. What other positives stood out to you from last Sunday's win? Yeah, it was just a great team win. Great team win in general between offense, defense, and special teams. I think uh, all of us just wanted to prove a point, and then we ended up making a statement. So what was that point? You did make a statement. What was the point that you were looking to prove? Oh, yeah, really just um, – really we uh, we came out came out um, Sunday just wanting to be 1-0 and and then uh, just really wanted to show that, like, like we're here. Like, we're, we're ready. So it was good. Tyler Algier is joining us. It was good. Let me ask you about your head coach, Arthur Smith. To me, he's got like that beautiful offensive mind, right, where he's looking to dominate the line of scrimmage, but with power and precision both. Personally, I just – I love this guy. I think he sees the game in a different manner. What's it like to be a running back in his system? Oh, yeah, no, it's great. I think uh, Arthur tries to put everyone in the best position to be successful, and that and that's just uh, us just doing our job. So I think we have a lot of offensive weapons just to be able to get that done. So our, Coach Art's been doing a great job uh, trying to handle all of us and just uh, give us all the rock and stuff. It's good. It is good. So, Tyler, I want to talk to you about your journey, and I want to talk about how you got to where you are. But I want to spend one moment talking about Bijan, Bijan Robinson. I can't lie. Like, I spent an inordinate amount of time hyping this guy. I spoke to him before the draft, and I was blown away by his mindset, his positivity, his overall vibe. And that's above and beyond what he can already do on the field. What kind of energy has he brought to the running back's room, and what's the relationship like between the two of you? Yeah, no, he's just a he's just a happy guy, like very very Christ like person. That's what I really respect about him. I think uh, we are we're like a brotherhood right now. Like we're we got so close. Like uh, right when uh, I called him on the draft, like I just knew like oh yeah, like they're bringing in the stud. So it's just uh, it's just been awesome having a uh, because he's just electric. He's just electric on on and off the field. So it's been uh, great having him in the room. You know, that's the word that I was used to describe him too. The guy's electric. He really is. He's electric in all things. I think it says a lot about you, Tower, that you called him up right away and said, man, I can't wait for you to get here. It's going to be great. Like your journey to me has really been something. You broke the team's rookie rushing record with those 1,035 yards last year. But it's even more impressive when you consider you started your career at BYU as a walk-on. Then you were a fifth-round draft pick. It's really impressive. I love success stories like that. I want to ask you, when you got on campus at BYU, what was your mindset? Like, were you just looking to make the team, or did you know that you already belonged and that you were meant to achieve something special? Yeah, so coming in as a walk-on, I always had a chip on my shoulder. I was always overlooked out of high school, so I only had two offers, one one a half scholarship to a D2 and then the preferred walk-on. So, like, once I got to BYU, I was like – it was just that chip on my shoulder. So that was – the goal was to get the scholarship – but then after after I got the scholarship after two years, I was like, okay, now the goal is the NFL. But 
I can't look too far ahead. I got to stay in the present because anything could happen. You never, you never know. I just got to handle my business and make sure I'm doing the right things to set me up to even have that opportunity to chase my dreams like that. All right. So I love that. Now you've said it yourself. You've been underestimated in your entire life. Do you feel like, look, I've made my point. I have finally proven myself. I no longer have to answer any of these questions or do you embrace this still? And do you continue to convert all of this into clean burning fuel? Oh yeah, no, you got to continue. You you have to continue. You just can't get comfortable. Like for me, it's all about being humble and staying and not getting comfortable because once you get comfortable, that's when, I don't know. It's just like, that's when you ease up, but like you got, you have to stay, I guess for me, like it's just more staying on focus and just, uh, just keeping, it's, it's all just a mindset. Yeah. It's all just my mindset. Tyler Algier is my guest. I got to tell you, I could talk X and O's, but mindset is my favorite topic. I can't get enough of this stuff. As an example, after Sunday's win, you were rocking a shirt that read, quote, manifest your world. I love that. Break that down. In fact, dude, break that down not just for me, but for some of my listeners who absolutely need to hear this. Trust me. What's that mean to you? Manifest your world. I think really just... um Really just believing that you can be able to do something, that do something far, far out of your reach. I think really just taking it day by day and um, like having that goal in mind, but really just keeping it as a dream. But then once you make that dream a reality, it's just like, okay, now you chase that dream. Now what's next? So now it's just kind of trying to uh, just really just taking it day by day and then just um, really just trusting God and just trusting yourself as well and using your support around you and then just just going. Here's the thing, Tower, you understand this, but what about those who, all right, all right, I got a dream, and I'm going to chase that dream. But, you know, if it's a big dream, the dream is way out there. When it doesn't happen right away, people abandon the fight. They shut it down. They're no longer manifesting anything, right? So what happens when the dream is that big, and you know it's not going to happen overnight, but when it doesn't, people lose faith? What do you do then? What do you tell them? Oh, I say that again? What happens when well, say the that dream, last part again? Yeah, when the dream is big, right? It's going to take time. You're not going to get to that dream overnight. Yeah. People who don't understand this notion exactly. of manifesting, that they, they'll give up. They'll give up. What do you tell those people? How do you convince yeah. them that hey man, it takes time. This is not going to happen overnight. That, that's the biggest thing because everyone wants success right then and there, and I feel like like it just does not happen. Like there's only a certain few individuals that end up like it's just your household or whatever that end up having like the served on a silver platter. But like once it, once you get to earn something and just take it day by day and yeah, the challenge might, the dream and challenge might be far, far off. But like, if you just take it day by day and just uh, really just keep envisioning it, like you don't want to lose faith, lose faith in that goal, but still, still like, keeping it in mind that, okay, there's just levels to this. It's not, you're not just going to go from bottom all the way up. Like there's levels in order to achieve what you want to achieve. This is it, man. Keep it in front. Keep it like, keep it in the forefront of your mind and then act in congruence with that dream and make decisions and take actions which are consistent with it every single day and then just keep stacking those wins. That's what we're talking about. So before you go, you had that big, big rookie year. I'm going to imagine that if you have a year like that, you're going to gain confidence. In gaining confidence, are you looking to assume a larger leadership role and not just the way where you act by actions or lead with your actions but are you looking to lead more vocally this year that's uh that's what that was one of my goals actually like obviously coming off a um, pretty good year and then coming into my second year it was more like my confidence level is for sure ha- has risen I think um like just learning the offense but obviously not getting comfortable as well because like that's 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 what we can't do but that confidence is up. But then for me, I'm not really a big vocal guy. I try to be, but like I'm more show on the field or show during practice my leadership by doing it the right way and like just working. And then, um, but like whenever I do get that chance, like I'm more of a behind the scenes vocal kind of guy rather than like rah rah and all of that. We we got we got guys on the team that do that. <laughs> I get it. That but are I'm sure. good. I, I understand that. Good. But I'm sure you'll continue to evolve also vocally as you get further into this. So before you go, you're getting ready to go up against a Green Bay defense that produced four sacks and forced a pair of turnovers in their win over the Bears. When you're looking at them on film, what do you see and what are the biggest challenges that you think you're going to face on Sunday against Green Bay? Yeah, you know, they're a really good defense. You know, Green Bay's 
Like you just see think Green Bay, they're just uh really a really successful team. I think um obviously really good defense. Uh offense is really well good as well. I think their D linemen, D linemen are pretty well, pretty good. I know we gotta stop their linebackers and then their DBs can tackle as well. So I think it's gonna be a great opportunity for us and uh should be should be a good one. It's a tremendous opportunity. The Falcons, real quickly, they are 1-0. and They're hosting Green Bay Sunday. That's a good, good matchup. Tyler Algier, my guest. Tyler, I appreciate it very much. I know you work to get on and make this thing happen after the practice. So great to have you on. Thanks so much. Good luck. No, appreciate it. Thank you. U.S. Cellular knows how important your kids' relationship with technology is, and they've made it their mission to help them establish good digital habits early on. That's why they have partnered with Screen Sanity, a nonprofit dedicated to helping kids navigate the digital landscape. And for a smarter start to the school year, U.S. Cellular is also offering a free basic phone on new eligible lines, providing an alternative to a smartphone for kids. Start smarter with U.S. Cellular. Visit uscellular.com slash built for us to find out more. Restrictions to apply. Visit uscellular.com for terms. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is cereal a soup? Here's another good one. Is water wet? That'll get you thinking. Kind of like this question of the day in college football. Is a visor a hat? Now, how does that become the college football question of the day? Deion Sanders, of course. The answer to all things college football right now. But really, it's because of Jay Norvell, the head coach at Colorado State, and Coach Prime's next opponent in the Rocky Mountain Showdown tomorrow night in Boulder. Before we get into all of this, let me just say for the record, I like Jay. I like Jay a lot. I like Jay. Jay likes me. I like Jay. Jay likes the show. He always shows up huge for the jungle. So I'm a fan of his. I'm just not a fan of his decision to take an unprovoked swing at a dude who is waiting for exactly this kind of ammo. Again, I like Jay. I do. I still like Jay. But that right there was a classic unforced error when he found a microphone and he said this into the microphone. And I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught <laughs> You know, like when Troy Nicholas gets excited, he takes his shirt off. Jay Norvell talks to grown-ups. He takes his hat and glasses off. He takes them off. I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught Jay, my dude. I mean, going right at Coach Prime. Except you don't really want to go right at Coach Prime because Coach Prime is just going to weaponize that. Even if it's almost nothing at all, he will weaponize that. He will take nothing at all and turn it into a nuke. He will take nothing at all and turn it into an atomic bomb. Here's the other problem. The keyboard warriors on the X immediately pointed out that Jay has done dozens of pressers in his career while rocking a visor. Which brings us back to the original question. Is a hat a visor? So was he making an unforced error and being a hypocrite at the same time when he said he takes his hat and sunglasses off when he talks to adults? Well, again, it depends. It depends on whether or not you believe a visor is a hat. Again, it's not that big of a deal. What he said is not that big of a deal. Ordinarily, I would say that's not a reason to go. Except that Dion is going to make it a big deal. Because that's what Dion does. He makes everything a thing. It's his whole trick right now. And it works. He's really good at it. Which is why nobody should have been surprised when a follow-up video dropped of Dion addressing the team after this major, incredible unforgivable slight to his reputation. Check this out. I'm out of my own business watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out of here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that Dan said about us. Talk to us. Once again, uh, talk to why us. would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they unmatched Brown and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. And made this 
They done messed around and made it. Personal. It was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they done messed around and made it. I mean, how great is this dude? It, like from the pulpit. Like that was Sunday at church with the gigantic congregation. It's incredible what this guy can do. It's incredible this guy's ability to motivate. It's incredible that he can take the smallest little thing and turn it into a big thing and make it the main thing. You know, I agree with everything he just said, by the way. It was just going to be a nice little game, an in-state rivalry game where Colorado State was a three-touchdown dog. And if anything, a potential trap game for Colorado. I mean, it seemed pretty possible, right, that the Buffs might actually overlook this one with Oregon and USC right around the corner. They might. Not anymore. Now it's not possible. They're not overlooking bleep anymore because Jay had to go and make it, quote, personal. Look, I understand it from Jay's perspective, too. I'm sure he is sick of hearing all about that program and that head coach right up the road. I'm sure he would love to jam them and stick it to that program and that head coach right up the road and shock the world and pull that upset. But talk your bleep after you shock the world and pull the upset. If you want to tell your team that you can't stand these guys, good. Tell that to your team. If you want to tell your guys, hey, man, they don't respect you at all. You're not getting any run at all. They're coming around here not to ask you about you, but to ask you about them. How's that make you feel? I could see where Jay would say that to his guys. But don't say it into a microphone for the world to hear because you're just giving Dion the ammo he wants. You're playing right into his hands. I know it was only hat and sunglasses smack. I mean... Kind of innocuous. Really not that big of a deal. But it doesn't matter what the smack is. Dion is going to weaponize it. And he's going to make it bigger. Much bigger than it actually isn't. You follow me on that? He's going to make it personal. Even if it's not really that personal. And that's kind of personal. But not nearly as... Listen to these guys. Not nearly as personal as as these guys are making it. And that's all that matters. Perception. Perspective. So now they're 24-point favorites. And after that, would it surprise anybody if they won by 30 or 40 or they hung 70 on them? It just seems like the attention on the program continues to grow, not by the day, but by the hour. Which is why Dion was asked this week if he has stopped to soak any of this in. And of course, he had a very Dion-like answer for that as well. Do you take time to just soak it in and enjoy the moment a little bit? And no, not it? really. I don't have time to enjoy the moment. Santa don't have time. You know, he got to deliver the gifts. He ain't got time to enjoy his cookies. Okay? That's all he gets. I ain't got time for that. I don't even know where he gets this stuff from, but how about that? Santa doesn't have time. He has to deliver the gifts. He does not have time to stop and enjoy his cookies. Well, this time the gift was delivered to Santa. The rare gift delivered to Santa, courtesy of Jay Norvell, in the form of hat and sunglasses smack. And you can bet your ass there are going to be thousands of Colorado fans at Folsom Field tomorrow rocking a hat and sunglasses at night. Or maybe some of them will be showing up rocking visors, which are hats. If any of you were wondering where I came out on that, a visor is a hat. So you don't want to crack a guy for wearing a hat when there's plenty of evidence of you wearing a hat because a visor is a hat. And I like Jay. I still like Jay. I just question that judgment. Because even if it's not that big of a thing, Dion will make it a thing. And his players will respond because they're all in. They love their coach. And, of course, Dion gave his team sunglasses today. Man, we got something for give him? Yeah. Let's give him something. Let's give him something. These are the shades. I'm going to give you these. This kid's a master. He is a master motivator, man. He is so good. He is so smart like that. 
Listen, I'm not saying that they're not going to get theirs when they run into Oregon. Or they're not going to get theirs when they run into USC. Or they're not going to get theirs when they run into UCLA. But would it surprise any of us if they had a little something for all of the above? I'm just saying this. They're not going to get theirs when they run into Colorado State. Which is why Colorado State should have kept that in-house. I don't know how that got away from Jay. Except Jay is a high-energy guy and a pretty excitable guy. And I think it just got away from him. That could not have been the plan. That could not have been the plan. And if that was the plan, that's a bad plan. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Mike in Wisco. It's good to have you. Mike, what's up? How are you? Good. Thanks for the vine, Jim. Here's my, here's my James Kelly take. I'm no expert in pronunciation, grammar, or public speaking, but James Kelly bumbling through stale fart jokes Makes the average clone sound like Frederick Douglass. Of course, I'm sure James Kelly has no idea who Frederick Douglass is, so maybe I should go with Conor McGregor. And in fact, every time the big halfwit is on, it feels to me like Elvin should play Conor's famous Who the bleep is this guy drop? I mean, Jim, what does this fat-headed man-child have on you? Does he have the studio wired like Nakatomi Plaza? John McClane didn't let a ruthless German terrorist ruin Christmas. Why are you letting a clueless Irish degenerate ruin the jungle? Or does he have something on Dr. Jano? On Dodger Jano? Maybe from her time running the Booster Club? I mean, God, when those things shake you down, it's like those Mexican mobsters who stole your phone are after you. Whatever it is, Jim... Make it better by sending the big halfwit back to whatever cubicle you found him in, starting today, preferably. I mean, just pick another cubicle, pull somebody out, and let's see how it goes. It can hardly be worse. War Wisconsin Lake Life and Halloween Night in Madison. I'm out, Jim. War, you somehow getting that plane down and getting to the end of that phone call. V in the fee. Still cutting the line, still going right to the front. Yo, dude, what's up with you, V? Romeo, yo, it's Friday, man. The weekend is here. Big head's an idiot. Everyone's happy and having a good time. Well, I'm not, Timothy. The Vikings make me sick to my freaking stomach. And yes, clones, I'm a Viking fan in Menifee. Ride or die, and they should be 2-0, but these guys cannot hold on to the freaking football. Hell, Michael Jackson with the baby on a balcony has better hands than these jokers. And big credit to you, James, uh, James Jimothy, for literally giving Kirk credit while the other guys on these other networks are like, mm, it's primetime Kirk, <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> primetime blows again, even though this game is not on him. Our line couldn't stop anything. Even Chris Forster wouldn't touch our offensive line. But anyways, Rome, you know, win or lose, I'm going to go hard on the phones, and I'm going to do me, like Mel Tucker. Hey, don't worry, Melvin. You're not the only one taking L's with phone sex. Caleb thinks it's phone sex when he sticks his little thing into his iPhone head jack with plenty of room to spare. And Jeff in Richmond calls it phone sex when his food is delivered by his Uber Eats driver. Hey, um, Jeff, I left your food at the door. Jim, can you say that again, Jim? Um, my name is Jolene, and I said your 40 McNuggets, 10 chocolate shakes, and 20 supersized fries are left at your front door. Good night now. War the Vikings win the Super Bowl before I die. Please, out. We got to get busy. We are joined right now. By the big head, James Kelly, for Big Head Bets. First things first, head, 
What is your reaction to that dude in Wisconsin going in on you and calling you a fat-headed man-child? <laughs> he sounds uh, quite like the alpha there. Um, a little nervous for himself, like Matt and Cleveland's dad or something. But credit for the fat-headed man-child blast. That's pretty good. And Dr. Jano. That's pretty good, too. He's literally doing exactly what I always oh, do and mess up. Exactly. There you go. All right, so before we get into this weekend's picks, one quick look back on last night's game. Freaking Vikings. Can Mm -hmm. I vent? What did I say before that game? From a betting (laughs) standpoint, for me, they are the weirdest team in the league. No matter how I play them, head, I get worked. And and every single time, I have never won a single bet on the Minnesota Vikings, no matter how I hit them. And the streak is alive, head. I took the Eagles last night. I laid the points. You would think that I would learn my lesson and stay away from them completely, but no one. If they're the only game that's on that night, am I supposed to not get down, not play a TNF game? So I guess if me losing a Vikings bet is inevitable, I may as well just sit back and enjoy it. Thanks for the help, Head. That was very cathartic. Good talk, Grandpa. Love to see it. Love to see it. I got paid. All right, yeah, now you, on the other <laughs> hand, made a great pick. It. You made a great pick. Barely. You, yeah, but you got over. You got the win. Good on you. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it today. First right. up, Dolphins v. Pats. Miami is explosive as hell. They showed it last week against the Bolts. The Pats lost their third straight season opener last week. I don't know. I'm starting to think that the Hood is not actually the smartest guy who ever lived. And maybe that nerd... Bacon 46 may have had something to do with their success there. Sorry, half fam. What's the number, head? How you playing game number one? The Dolphins are favored on the road in primetime over Hood's Pats by three, Jim. I'm going Miami and laying the three points right here. Credit to Hood and his face-looking boy. That D is damn good again. They had 15 pressures against the best line in football in Philly in week one. They also held their run game in check. But the Pats, oh, won't keep up with this explosive Dolphins offense you just mentioned. Credit to Bob and Potty Mouth for playing better than expected. But I think Vic Fangio's defense will own the trenches this week. The Pats are rolling with two rookie guards, a swingman starting right tackle, and their left tackle has a concussion. ATS, this is to his worst role. He's 2-5 and five as a road favorite. But my guy, Mike McDaniel, and his wheelbarrow-sized testes is 6-1. in one. ATS v. Division opponents. Let's go Miami minus three. All right, so I like everything you had to say, but one thing I was saying defensive to Tua, he's rolling and he's already 4-0, lifetime against the Hood yes. and the Pats. Moreover, yep. Bill Belichick's alleged greatest strength is taking away the opposition's greatest strength. Miami's greatest strength is Tyreek Hill. Mm. The Hood will not be able to do a damn thing about Hill because nobody can. Once again, sorry, half fam. I am riding with the Dolphins and the big head. I will lay the points. Bengals v. Ravens, game number two. We know they hate each other. I know Joe Burrow hates the way he played last week. In fact, I hate the way he played last week. The dude was unrecognizable. And the last thing they want to do is start the year 0-2 with two divisional losses. What is the number and what are you doing here? Bengals minus three is the number, and I will take Cincy and lay the points. Yeah, last week, the most Bengals thing ever, Jim. For three seasons, Joe Burrow looks like the second coming of Joe Montana. He then finally gets paid his first real bag and instantly turns into a Bengals quarterback. Dude looked like David Klinger last week. He was atrocious on third down. But being fair to my Joe, everyone on Cincy was bad. Achilles Smith did not want any of that. Him too. Joe looked a lot like him. But we got to be fair here. They all deserve Jim and Mike in Wisconsin. You'll love this. The first windy check of 2023 and blowing that gas out of both ends there. It's a matter of time. She's not lonely. (laughs) I apologize. I apologize. No need, Wendy. It was accurate. That was the Bengals last week. Also, that once today, dude. (laughs) Lamar Jackson looked gassy himself as well, Jim. And uh, once again, like you said earlier, the Ravens are beat to absolute hell. No J.K. Dobbins. Ronnie Stanley is out for a while. Their center is banged up. And that secondary is an absolute mess with injuries. ATS, normally you roll with the Ravens here. Harbaugh is 55 and 32 as a career dog and 74 and 51 on the road. Lamar is 10-1-1 ATS wow. as a career underdog in the regular season. But I'm going with Joe. He's 12-4 and ATS coming off a loss. Bengals minus three. Wow. 
We're not going to get through this whole segment, I don't think. We may carry you over because Uh-oh. I want to say this. I did crack Joe a minute ago, but you know he's primed to bounce back big. He always does. Yes, he looked like hell last week, but in his defense, that game was played in a driving rain. He did miss plenty of time. He had a ton of rust to knock off. This dude is resilient as hell. My other main dude there, Lou Anarumo. We'll Bobby. dial something up defensively to make life a living hell for Lamar. Nah, and unfortunately, the Ravens, once Rumo. again, are banged up one game in. I like Cincinnati here a lot. I will Cincinnati. go with you on this one, Head. Let's go. Beautiful. On the same page. Chargers v. Titans, Head. The Bolts are coming off another devastating come-from-ahead loss. And, well, come-from-ahead only to lose loss. Mm-hmm. And the Titans look pretty anemic offensively in week one. However, I know you love you some Mike Vrabel, as mm-hmm. I do. Do mm-hmm. the Chargers light it up offensively, or does your dude Vrabes have a little something for the Bolts? What is the number? What is the play? I do love me some Mike Vrabel. I'm going with the Bolts, though, on the road here. The number is two and a half. I'll lay those points. Week one, surprise, surprise, mother bleepers, but Brandon Staley's defense looked terrible and blew another second-half lead. Good news here, though, they are going against the quarterback equivalent of Brandon Staley and Ryan Tannehill. Ouch, dude. Come on with that. Kind of fair, though. He threw three interceptions last Come week. Come on Brandon's with that, dude. Terrible. Get off of Brandon Staley. Okay. I, I think Tannehill, for his you credit, will be better headed here. fat-headed half-man-child. Fat! Oh, no, I need to grow the hell up. My bad. What does this fat-headed man-child have on you? <laughs> Go ahead, dude. Uh, Tannehill will be better, but he won't keep up with Justin Herbert. The Chargers won't be able to run the ball either like they did against Miami, so Justin will have to air it out and take care of the ball better than he did last season against Mike's defense. A year ago, he threw two interceptions and zero touchdowns. That was the only the second time he's ever done that in his career. The first was his rookie season. History is on his side, though, in correcting that. And add the fact that Derek the Crier threw for over 300 yards against these guys. I think There's Justin could be do better. Result. Derek the Crier. Of all that, that effort. That guy right there. This is it's because he cares so much, man. This is a lot of guys off. I love it. Passion's good. ATS, we're here, Jim. Tannehill. You know his best <clears throat> role is a home it. dog, 19 and 9, but like both said, minus two and a half. What they're putting in their body just to See sleep that? at night. Alvin, Brian. Alvin, yeah. like, let, so let the guy make his pick. Who you got, Head? Bolts minus two and a half. Hey, listen, e- even though I try to pull you off of Staley, I still have some serious concerns myself about that Charger D. Just, just not this week against the Titans, though, right? Yep. If the Bills of yesteryear were running that unstoppable K-gun offense— the Titans of today are running a pop gun offense, even with King Henry. Hey, <laughs> a pop gun offense. Gotcha. Yeah, thank you, Alvin. You see what I did there? Pop Straight gun. Fire. Yeah, just me acting the fool, looking to come up with the dumbest pun ever. Scoreboard me. <laughs> Dang, head. I'm with you on that one. Oh, good. That's not three in a row. Niners v. Rams. Let's smash another one in here. I have to say, Head, the Rams, to me, were one of the biggest surprises of week one, whereas it's hard to ever feel really good about any pick in the NFL because this gambling game is hard, dog. Mm-hmm. I actually felt pretty damn good about the Seahawks versus the Rams. <clears throat> the Rams knocked the hell out of them and were pretty impressive in doing so. But that was then. This is now. The Hawks are not Frisco. I am not going to ask you what you're doing here because I know you are riding with your surrogate dad, Lobster Sr., and your stepbrother, Lobster Jr. So I will ask you, what is the number? Stu Elliott. That's right. And you could get them at minus seven here, Jim. Home game here for San Francisco, sure. That's uh, right. It says L.A. on the schedule. But we all know Niner fan owns that place. And we all know my stepbro or half-bro, Kyle owns Sean McVay because he is a better coach than Sean McVay, and Kyle has the better all-around talent I don't know outside. if that's true. Oh, it's true. It's I don't true. know if that's true. Okay. I don't know. What a stud! You know what else he has? Better a all-around lobster talent. father? Yeah. Well, gosh. That's a red-faced too. father? I wish he was my father. Damn Well, oh, I know, dude, clearly. God. What Love else does guy. he have? He's got a better team, that's for sure. He does. He, have, he has more talent outside that uh, 199 guy Perv didn't know about. Um... Kyle's got more talent, uh, two to fifty-three outside of that That's guy. That's devastating. But I will say credit to the Rams' offensive line last week. They played uh, the Gum Chewers D really, really well. Zero sacks, two quarterback hits, and on thirty-eight dropbacks. But something tells me that changes against Nick Bosa and the boys. They sacked Tiny Hands five times and picked him off twice. 
week one. Add the fact that 99% of our audience still only knows who 99 is on that Rams D. Big Clock Brock and his weapons will put some points on them. ATS, back to the fact, Big Bro or Little Bro or Half Bro is better. Kyle is 7-0. ATS in his last seven v. Sean. For the fam, Niners minus seven. All right, here's what I want to do. Frisco, to me, might be the best team in the NFL right now. They mm-hmm. look really good. Brock Purdy looks awesome. Defensively, we know they're getting after the quarterback. Top to bottom, I think, that they're early on. I'm going to say they're the best team in the NFL right now. So, I hate to do it. I mean, what good is the show if I agree with everything that you say? But I agree with you. And when I say I hate to do it, not only will I pick Frisco and lay the points, hey, I actually Frisco feel pretty damn good about it. Now, because I didn't finish – and that tough guy in Wisco took a run at you. I think I'm going to carry you over to the next segment, Head. Uh, Don't go do anywhere. That. We could do that. All right. We will come back, and you will pick your fifth game and reset all the other games. Sorry I couldn't get it all in. The all big good. Head, Have James some, Mike. Kelly. Have yep. some, Mike. Hey, now. Welcome to the jungle. What's going on? Hope you had a good weekend. Welcome to the program. We've got so much show for you today. It's an absolute joke. So much show. Let's not waste time. Let's get right to it. F*** you to the Giants. Giants v. Cowboys. Man, that game was as horrendous as the rest of the weekend was amazing. I mean, seriously. G-Man. Way to keep it within 40, G-Man. 40! Yeah! 39 nothing Dallas with 11 Like that's not us. Remaining. Everybody gives balls out effort. If balls out effort balls out effort got you beaten 40 nothing. The hell kind of year are you going to have? Damn. What happens if they ever come out flat? Balls out effort. On third down. Pressure comes late and it's Why the hell is there a freight train on the field? And why is it headed right in my direction? Oh my god. My respect for Gino just went from Aaron Donald. Lost Tucker. He's not Taysom Hill. You created a bit of a story when you said that Taysom is one of the best football players ever. I'm talking about the pure essence of playing football. Hey, take place. Are two games enough games to get excited about after that beatdown they put on Nebraska? You don't have to answer that because I don't give a damn about your answer. Go Big Red, baby. I'm f***ing mean. I won't let this She is pissed. But how can you see what he just did to you and then you have the coach you have and not think, why don't we have that? War Lady Husker fan. Step up to the plate. Jake Dickard. Pleasure to be in the jungle. I know my old man is one of your clones, so it's an honor to be on. The big... Or Raluski. I wonder if he'll be back in the booth again tonight or not. Who? Anyways, here. Spread his bill. Why don't minus- you get off Orvaluski's ass, dude? That was- Rogers is down. Rogers is that down. was the Rogers worst amazing night players. ever because, by the way, they did come back and win that game. Wow. The most Jets night ever, and I cannot believe it happened. That is unbelievable. Pete Warner, what was your reaction to seeing Aaron Rodgers go down four snaps into his tenure with the Jets? It was awful. You never want to see something like that happen. I'm a sports astrologer, so more injuries can occur during Mercury retrograde time. And looking at his chart, he has Uranus opposing his moon. I think that's the first time we've had a sports astrologist on the show. Uranus. You say Uranus, I say Uranus. Allen lost the snap. Ball comes out. <sighs> same sh- same place, different day. Couldn't be more right. Why is that still happening? It's almost like he can't help himself no matter how much they talk about it. Some people just can't handle success. Live and die with these guys, but I'm not going to die with them anymore. I'm about to get a slum buster, but I can't get the uncles away from the ants. Ruben in Sonoma. Let's be real. Four turnovers. That inexcusable. Sorry. Austin Eckler is joining us. Our coaching hasn't always been the best. Our play hasn't always been the best. And when you have a combination of those, then guess what? You're going to be inconsistent. You know, it wasn't that Joe was a terrible offense coordinator, right? Uh, but it's like, oh, let's try just a new combination to see if, you know, this type of style fits better. Marcus Freeman joining us. You got to say, okay, what areas of our program do we need to fix? Because we have to fix them. A lot of people tell you in those tough times to trust the process, but I got a strong belief you got to fix the process. Alien bodies to the public. Hello, little fella. Take me to your leader. And no disrespect, alien. No disrespect. They look like some kid's bad paper mache school project of E.T. E.T. Nice to meet you. Aren't we past this point already? Randy Moss, what was the production of that commercial like? Hey, Jim Rome, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I got one of the NFL's all-time greats over my left shirt. You see who this man is? Dude, is that Megatron? <laughs> yeah, we just here. Megatron, Megatron and Randy right Moss. Me, he just had to come and show you some love, Jim. That's oh, all it was, man. Dude. Time for us to just start showing up for one another, just supporting one another. What's your beef? Friends who can't seem to be punctual. Waiting around. We're trying to go on our annual week-long moose hunt. Aaron, what's your beef? Uh, Brian Cashman. What about him? Hey, how you doing? Ah! Dog people. 
Not dogs, but dog people. Hey, my beef is with the Jeep community. Brian, I want you to drive to ESAC, find the most filthy, decrepit, most sinister-looking crack house, buy up all their supply, smoke it in one go, and drive off into the Delta so we don't ever have to suffer through your terrible takes again. Right? Josh Dumel, you flipped your lid around. I was going to compliment you on that big-ass Vikings hat you're wearing right now. I was saving that, Jim. So when we talked about the Vikings, I could, oh. Like, oh. I've been listening to your show well before any of those things happened. So it's pretty crazy. Tonight, your boy Baker gave him the template, Jim, to play these eagles on both sides of the ball. Template? Blueprint work? Better than template. You look at my face and say, F you. We are joined by Chip Kelly. The best part of football is football. What does this fat-headed man-child have on you? Or do you have something on Dr. Jano? Have some, Mike. Hey, I like to get hyped for games. I take my hat and my glasses off. That's me giving myself a tongue. I do eat Tostito. Balls out effort. Brian Cashman, right? Be better. Wow. But it's the midterm, it's not the final. You are the man, Jim Rome. I'm thinking with my wallet instead. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Wait up, little boy. Go Cubs. Smackatron. Good morning, good afternoon. Good night now. Good night now.